0: Our scripture reading for today today, as we mark the baptism of our Lord is taken from the Gospel of St. Matthew, the third chapter, beginning with verse 13. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and are you coming to me? But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now. For thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. These are your words, Heavenly Father. They are your truth. We pray that you would strengthen our faith through them. Amen. Just seconds after my first child was born, I was there in the delivery room, just seconds or maybe a few minutes after that, we could tell something wasn't right. He had some respiratory problems and they took our little boy over to the sink and some nurses began working on him. Not long after that doctor came in to talk to my wife and to me and explained that they were concerned he he had pneumonia they were concerned it was amniotic fluid which would be poisonous and they were gonna have to observe him for about an hour to see if he would improve and if not they would have to take him by helicopter up to Minneapolis. So it was right here at the hospital nearby. I quickly ran about a block away and found a man working in his garden and I told him about my son and I ran back to the hospital and he showed up in the hospital room in this intensive care unit for little, little infants. He showed up in a suit and he took a little bowl of water and. A cotton swab and stuck his hand inside of the special little box that they had created to put my little boy in and he dabbed the water on the head of that little baby and he said I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit it was my pastor and uh, it was as if an angel had showed up from heaven think what a strange thing baptism is how strange it looks I'm sure to the world and to unbelievers this tiny little thing and in that case just a little bit of water on a cotton swab baptizing my little boy in the text before us st. Matthew brings up Jesus baptism and what happened that day in the hospital to my son is directly connected to this text And if you've been baptized into Christ, so is your baptism. Martin Luther says about this text, here, Jesus really begins to be the Christ, to be the Messiah, to be the Savior that had come into the world. It's a necessary event, as we find out in our text, that Jesus be baptized, although that seems puzzling. But it's an essential element of his mission and the work that he has come into this world to do. And it has a very personal aspect for you and for me. Let me maybe use an illustration to demonstrate this. I once in a while like to go to Barnes & Noble. I love looking at blank journals and sketchbooks. They look so inviting, those nice books. Imagine a a journal. Let's call it a holiness journal. Imagine that God hands you A holiness journal that has a hundred blank pages in it they're spotless there's there's nothing that's been done wrong and those hundred pages represent the perfect life of Jesus Christ God's Son but imagine that God decides to take one page just one page out of the back of that hundred page journal and hand it to you and say I'd like you to go find in the last five years of your life, I'd like you to go find 10 minutes of your life when you were pure. When everything about you and in your thoughts and words and deeds was absolutely spotless and holy before me. And we'll add that then to these other 99 pages and that will be your ticket into heaven. Imagine if God were to do that. If we had to go back into our lives to find 10 minutes we would, we would be terrified that if, if, if just 1% of my hope of walking through the gates of heaven someday depended on that one stinking page of my life that represents only 10 minutes, but I know I couldn't find a pure page. I know I couldn't find anything to put on that page. There'd always be some, some little sin of mine that's mixed in with anything that I had done even in the best 10 minutes in the last five years of my life. Think how how wonderful it is then that that God hasn't required of you one little page, 1% of your getting to heaven to be based on your goodness. Every page in the journal he hands you, every page in the holiness journal that is your ticket and entrance to heaven has been taken care of by the life of Jesus Christ. His perfect holiness And the fact that he comes here to be baptized, he claims, is part of that, of making that record for you. It's part of the righteousness that needs to be accomplished for you to have that perfect journal of holiness to be able to get to heaven someday. God has filled every page in that journal with the life of Christ. And his baptism is part of that entire process. He says it is proper for us to do this, to fulfill all righteousness, to fill all hundred pages for you. Baptism truly is a present from God. There's a lot of confusion sometimes about baptism, even in some Christian churches. People sometimes think that baptism feels like something we do for God. It feels like something I do to show God that I love him. Or something that that I'm somehow doing to commit my life to God. But you can tell in the conversation that Jesus has with John the Baptist, that's clearly not the case. If that was the case, John the Baptist wouldn't be surprised that Jesus wants to be baptized. Sure, he should commit himself to God. He's God's son. But notice what John says. He's puzzled by the fact that Jesus, who has no sin, would want to be baptized. John says... I need to be baptized by you. I'm the one with the problem of sin. John is well aware of the fact that baptism is a way that God brings us forgiveness and holiness and connects us to Christ. That's why John is so puzzled about this. God often acts through very lowly and simple and humble things in the world. This incident takes place at the Jordan River. There's another great story in the Old Testament about the Jordan River. And you might remember it. There was a commander in the Syrian army who had leprosy. His name was Naaman. And his slave girl, who was a little believer, told him to go and talk to the prophet Elisha about possibly getting healed. And so he did. And Elisha, God's prophet, instructed Naaman to go down into this dirty Jordan River and to wash himself seven times, and then he would be cleansed. And he came back from that appointment with Elisha and thought, that's ridiculous. What, a, what an ugly, rotten river. Why would I ever want to go there? We have much better rivers up in Syria. And this is certainly, he thought, this is certainly not where I would expect to find the healing power of God. But his servant finally talks him into going and doing what Elisha had asked of him. And of course, he was cleansed. He was tempted to look at that water As if it had no power and it doesn't by itself but the fact that God's command was connected to it is what gave it its power we're tempted to look at our baptisms the same way we're tempted to look at them as if they really don't have any value or power something that just maybe happened when you were a little kid but if you look at what scripture says about it if you look at what God says about it do it sometime just read through all the Bible passages about baptism and what God connects to it it's amazing and it's, it's there not because of the water, but because of his word, his command, and his promise that he connects to it, which brings us all the benefits of his son, Jesus Christ. Paul said this once, God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things, like a little bit of water on a cotton swab, and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no man may boast before him. Luther said it well. If God commanded me to go out into a cornfield and pick an ear of corn to get his grace, I better do it. God gives us this command to baptize for forgiveness, for the hope of heaven, to take us out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Someday I plan to go up to that pastor that came up that day and baptized my son in heaven, he's already there, and to go up and thank him for being a part of that amazing transition in my son's life. Just think how in heaven we're going to appreciate the things of God in this world that sometimes seem so small. Amen. Please rise for prayer. I ask you to turn to page 152 in the front part of the hymn book. Page 152, and there you will find Collector Prayer number 38. We'll pray that together. Lord God, Heavenly Father, you manifested yourself with the Holy Spirit in the fullness of grace at the baptism of your dear Son, and with your voice directed us to him who has borne our sins, that we might receive grace and the remission of sins. Keep us, we beseech you, in the true faith, and inasmuch as we have been baptized in accordance with your command, in the example of your dear Son, We pray you to strengthen our faith by your Holy Spirit and lead us to everlasting life and salvation. Through your beloved Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one true God, now and forever. Amen. May the triune God, the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit bless and preserve you. Amen.